episode 10. Uh, <laughs> I started this in January, so I'm not quite on track for one episode a month, but I'm not far off it, so it's not terrible, I suppose. Um, it has been quite a long time since my last podcast, and I think the reason for that is just a lack of inspiration. Um, obviously with all the Covid stuff and stuff that's been going on at home and it's just life just gets a bit tricky sometimes and, and the podcast was certainly put down to the bottom of the heap of things I needed to get done. I also got made redundant from my adult education job. I was a teacher at a local college and they made all everybody redundant really. They shut down the adult ed department, which I was I was really really disappointed with. Uh, I, I could understand them closing it temporarily while COVID was happening, because obviously they couldn't they couldn't take any money to that we had permanent employees at the college, and then they couldn't there was no money coming in because there was no students, and they couldn't use the money that they had for the daytime students because that's kind of ring fenced for daytime students, so they had no money to pay the full time staff. And I think some of the um, adult educators were furloughed. So they closed it. But instead of just sort of saying, well, we're going to close it until things kind of stabilise, they've just shut it and, and shut it down completely, which is really, really disappointing. A lot of the uh, education establishments in my area in the northwest have, have closed down over the last 10 years or so. And this was the last one. And I had quite a lot of emails from people who were really upset about it. A local paper reported on it and there were an awful lot of angry comments there. But it is what it is. I think I also I got a ton of inspiration from teaching. With, with the students that I got, quite a lot of them, a large percentage of them, had great vision. They didn't have the technical skills, but they they, had, they they enjoyed taking pictures and they had really good vision. They could see the world in a, in a way that I never could. I've got the technical skills, not necessarily the art, art side or the creative side of it. And so those students always inspired me because once I gave them the technical skills, you know, by the end of the beginners course, they were better photographers than me in my eyes because, because they could then apply, they could then use their, with their vision, they could make photographs that they wanted to make because they then had the technical skills. It was, it was quite depressing really because I'm, I'm not going to get that again. Um, and I had quite a few emails from students who were on like beginners or intermediate course were like, what's going to happen, what's going to happen? And my plan is to start something up again. Uh, when this COVID stuff settles down, but my, my skills are in teaching. They're not in admin. You know, the marketing side of, of promoting it, all the, the taking money off people, the insurance, the booking of places and stuff like that. With with the college, I just pitched up and I taught and I went home again. And that was kind of what I loved about it because the admin side of it really doesn't interest me. Um, but it's going to have to, I'm going to have to try and find an easy way of doing it. And it's another thing with the podcast as well. 
the technical side of it, the the music, the production, music production, the production side of it, I, I really don't enjoy. So I need to try and find ways to get rid of the things I don't enjoy. So, but what's what's prompted this? What has prompted episode ten? Um, and that was a post on Talk Photography where somebody asked the question, do you need to tell a story with an image? And, and a lot of the a lot of the YouTubers especially will talk about storytelling with their images. <laughs> Landscape photographers make me laugh. They'll take a, a picture of a misty, misty woodland and they'll say, oh, he has a story here. It's all about the mysteriousness, uh, mysteriousness of the misty woodland. And it's like, mm, you're just making that up. And, you know, when you see street photography, oh, the story is they're wondering what's happening with what's on their phone. Because, like, most of the street photography work is people on their phones. And and so there's this kind of people take a snapshot and then try and add a story to it to make it seem more interesting. Because the perception is that a story is required for a photograph to be good. And it's not something... I subscribe to today and it might be something that I thought was important in the past because if somebody were to ask me does my does my photography need to have a story I wouldn't necessarily say yes um, I might say that if you want me to like it it's probably got to have something about it that makes me want to spend more than two seconds looking at it you know on Instagram which is it's not a great way to absorb photographic content because you're just constantly swiping. But if you're thinking about what you're taking the photograph of, that will generally engage me. And so my, my response to this thread was, who, who are you taking the photographs for? Who are you taking these pictures for? Because uh, it's something that I've always, I kind of talk about it on the beginner's course very much to new photographers is just to think about who you're taking your photographs for because we had one lady she said she really that all she wanted out of all the call photography courses was to get a picture on the um the bbc nature calendar which i can't remember the name of it now but that was what she wanted and so you have to think about what it is that you want from your photography before you can Start asking yourself whether it needs to have a story or not. If I'm if I if I want a, a, a photograph to go on the wall downstairs in the lounge, take pride of place, then it's probably going to end up being decor. Uh, and, and I really love that. For, I think I heard Mike Gutterman mention it once on Negative Positives when he talked about decor, and it has a place. Absolutely has a place because it is decorative, and it doesn't need have deep thought going into it about the storytelling it just needs to be pretty and so when it comes to taking pretty pictures and I'm going to speak for myself here that it's very much a case of I want a picture to go on the wall right let's have a look through the back catalogue when I just took pretty pictures of everything or let me go out and take a pretty picture and not really worry about what I'm trying to do with it so if you're taking a picture for the wall or you're going out to do some photography because you want some artwork to hang around the house that's going to be pretty to look at, it doesn't need a story. 
And yeah, maybe you do need to set the alarm for four o'clock in the morning so that you can get up and get to the Lake District for sunrise and get that beautiful sunrise over Windermere or, or whatever. Or go down to North Wales to find that lighthouse and stand at the end of the path and take that picture in the sunrise that a billion other people have taken. But you want to print it off and put it on the wall and say, you know, I made that and I like it. And that's a, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you were to take that picture and submit it into a street photography competition, obviously it wouldn't go anywhere. Um, and that's why you need to think about, again, who you're taking the pictures for. And if you're taking the pictures for the judge of country file, that's right, because you want your picture in the country file calendar, then you need to go and have a look and see what sort of pictures win that competition and end up in the calendar and that's the sort of picture you need to take uh, there's no point in trying to put your own artistic spin on it well, you can try but the judges are looking for specific types of images and, and they're the people you need to be taking that picture for and the same goes with wedding photography the wedding the, the, the client wants a certain style or look to their pictures they want a picture of the bride and groom they want a picture of the family they, they want a very specific set of things and so your job is to make them happy and provide them with that regardless of how you feel and obviously some photographers can merge the two and they can take photographs that have their own artistic spin on it as well as meeting the client's brief but Without a doubt, those people are going out there and at the top of their list of people to please is the client because at the end of the day, their mortgage depends upon making clients happy and getting referrals, getting more business and then being able to charge more money and all the rest of it. So for a professional photographer, what they want out of their photographs is going to be completely different to the ordinary photographer. And that's what this podcast is about. It's not about a professional photographer, it's about the ordinary photographer. So it's unlikely the ordinary photographer is going to have too many clients. They're just going to have, the, I would imagine 99% or 90% of all ordinary photographers are taking pictures for their own pleasure. And you know, they might take pictures of the family as they're growing up and as, as life changes, they're creating memories. And, and, you know, people take pictures of grandchildren, they fetch them into the, the courses and they say, well, do you know, it's a bit blurred and I didn't do the rule of thirds and it's like, that <laughs> doesn't matter. When you look at that picture, you don't care about the composition, it's all about the subject matter. Who is it in that, that photograph? And if it's slightly blurred, it's not the end of the world. So if you're taking pictures, think about what you're taking pictures for and who you're taking them for. And if you're taking them for yourself, don't worry too much about internet people saying that you've got to have a story or you must get up at sunrise or you've got to go out at sunset, you know, to catch to catch the wonderful colours and the low light. If that's if that's your cup of tea, if you like that kind of photography and if that's what you want on your wall, absolutely listen to that. But it's okay for that not to be your cup of tea. And this is kind of why I take photographs. I take photographs for me and they're they're all a bit stupid really. But I like them. And and that's it's my hobby. And I'm not making any money on it. And and so therefore it's okay. And it sounds 
it does kind of sound common sense and, but it's easy to get caught up or it was for me anyway to get easy to get caught up in okay so I've started taking pictures they look a bit shit I think because I've seen Fred and Joe's pictures and they look flipping amazing so how do I make my pictures look like oh I need to, I need to find a story right okay oh I need to do rule of thirds oh I need to do this I need to do that and then it just goes on and on and you end up chasing your tail because you just ultimately I think need to have a vision about what you want your picture to look like and what you're taking it for so who are you taking the pictures for and why are you taking them so we've got a zine exchange going on top photography the right it's up to round three now and I'm constantly amazed by the zines I get from the other photographers on there who are all far far better than me and then when they get the zines they all say the same things or everybody else is far far better than me um, and I, I quite like that it's not it's not putting oneself down or it doesn't come across as putting yourself down so I don't think that's healthy to say oh my my photography is crap and I'm probably said this loads of times but I know it's not healthy and I, I, do I, I don't think I'm a bad photographer I get a lot of pleasure out of my photography and I get a lot of pleasure out of the images some of the time but with the zine exchange the idea is that over a six month period you shoot and create a zine just to create a finished body of work that was about something and again it doesn't necessarily have to have a story but it has to have a reason to exist and it's it's about photographers coming together and, and putting together a, a small body of work and they don't have to take those photographs over six months they can use a back catalogue if they want there's no rules but it's about creating the images it's about collating the images it's about presenting them it's then about the palaver of, of getting the zine actually printed and sent to you and then you send it out to a bunch of other people and, and they all do the same and you end up with this zine collection and so I always feel really, really privileged when I when I receive these zines, and I feel really lucky to have been part of somebody else's, not be part to experience somebody else's vision. And it's it's just I don't think there's anything else quite like it. It's not the same as flicking through somebody's photo stream on Flickr or on Instagram. This is, this is something that they've taken the time to put together for a reason. And in some cases, they'll tell you what that reason is in the zine. And in some cases, they don't. And you've got to try and figure it out yourself. But in all cases, I find it immensely worthwhile to look at. So that's really it. What we got? 16 minutes. That's all right. That's not too long. Painful, is it? If anybody ever tells you you need to have a story... To your image you don't in fact if anybody starts to tell you what you need to do to make your images better the golden rule i always have is take what you like and leave the rest have a listen to them in your head say you know you could be right and then walk away and have a think about it and if they said something and you, you really don't think that that's for you well then that's okay and then remember what i said about professional photographers 
obviously getting advice from other professional photographers is, is really a whole different thing to hobbyist photographers. And again, that's different to people who are entering photographic competitions in photography club because there it's not what's any good, it's what the judge likes. That's all that matters. If you know who that judge is and you know the sort of photographs they like and you do a boatload of research on their competitions and what they've scored highly, you could probably do really well without putting any of your own artistic spin on it. Just copy and paste. But you have to ask yourself, do you get fulfilment from that? And if you get fulfilment from getting the 10 points in the first place, and if that is your reason to do photography, then that's that's how you need to approach it. So, but knowing why you're doing the photography, actually stopping for a minute and thinking about why you're doing it, I think is really, really important. Why you're doing it and who you're doing it for. And if you're doing it for yourself and you're taking the pictures because you want to make a story, that's okay. If you're taking the pictures because you want a picture to go on the downstairs bog wall, that's okay too. And if it's for a zine, that's going to be a whole different sort of image that you're going to be thinking about taking. So that is it. I'm not going to go on. It's been a long time coming and it didn't last very long. There's a joke in there, I'm sure, somewhere. Um, but I'd, like, I'd just like to say thank you to all the emails. I've had quite a lot of emails of support when the college shut down. Um, quite a lot of people saying they really, really enjoyed the courses, which made me feel really, really good. So thank you to that. Thank you to the people who've reached out over email and, and said, you know, they hope I'm doing okay and they've not heard much from the podcast. Um, I got, um, got a postcard from Richard Hall at Connections on Instagram. Again, said, not heard from you much, just hope you're doing okay. Well, it's been a rough few months. I am doing okay um, and thank you all for your concern care and thoughts so with that in mind I'm going to leave it there if you want to email the show show <laughs> if you want to email the podcast it's uh, the ordinary photographer at outlook.com and uh, I have got an idea for another podcast I want to do so I'm going to try and get another one out in December uh, and that'll be 11. It'd be nice to do 12 this year, but I'm not going to kill myself. So thanks for listening, and I hope to speak to you soon. Thank you.